2: you.
3: Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update.
1: Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.
2: Audio Hub Preview.
4: Hello and welcome to the mind-blowing happiness podcast featuring acclaimed author coach and speaker Trisha gel Roberts bringing you inspiring topics fascinating guests and creative tips to help you slay self-doubt and limiting beliefs so you can juice up your life's journey and find mind-blowing happiness not only can you attain mind-blowing happiness you absolutely deserve it you can find out more at trisha let's see how we can juice up your your life's journey today
5: hello and welcome to the mind-blowing happiness podcast this is your host trish ajelle roberts and today we're talking to theater actress and tiktok influencer mona swain and i've known mona since she was like 10 years old so it's like <laughs> for me it's like amazing um, watching her grow up so welcome mona how are you
6: doing fantastic how are you
5: <laughs> I'm doing great I'm doing great um so first off I think a lot of people would love to hear how you got started on TikTok
6: yes um I started TikTok uh about halfway through my freshman year of college I felt like I kind of got thrown into uh atmosphere where I felt really out of place and kind of like an Mm -hmm. oddball a little bit so I kind of felt like I needed a way to just release all of this creative energy and this big personality that I had that you know didn't really mesh well with the people that I was around and I started posting videos on TikTok and I got a chance to connect with a lot of people who are interested in the same things that I'm interested in and it kind of made my big personality and my big mouth not seem so weird and annoying. (laughs) I know. It's funny. I was one of
5: those kids when I was growing up, I was always getting in trouble for talking too much, you know, and at the time it was like, it was a bad thing. And then you realize, wait a minute, that's what people who are, you know, on film and in front of people do. They talk a lot. Mm -hmm. I'll say this, this podcast, I'm trying to reduce the length because I talk too much. (laughs) So our topic today is self-love for young women. And in my book, 12 Steps to Mind-Blowing Happiness, I talk about the four pillars of self-love. So I figured we could kind of combine them and make them into like three good um, talking points. And I would love to get your input on each one of them. Yes. And we're gonna give some self-love tips. So the first one um, that I would say to young women is to figure out what you're good at and figure out really who you are You know, I think that age that you're talking about, um, you know, high school and the early college years, you know, early 20s is when you're really trying to figure out who you are, like what you like and what you don't like and what you're good at um, and what you want to spend your time doing. Um, There's a term that's been getting tossed around. I use it a lot as a coach, which is to figure out what your superpowers are. And your superpowers are like the things that you really love doing. That you also do well. So it can't be like, you know, you really love to sing, but you are no good at it. (laughs) So, what do
6: you think about that? And what do you think are your superpowers? Yeah, I, like, I feel like for the longest time, what was holding me back from being the best version of myself was focusing on the things that I was not good at. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this, especially going into acting and, and theater like I am now. It's like, well, I have to be better at this. So I have to be good at this instead of just honing in on the things that I was really great at. Like um, like, I, I'm a really great singer. I think I have a really great stage presence. Like even if I'm not necessarily the best dancer on stage, like I know how to pull focus and entertain so that it distracts me from what I'm not be doing <laughs> great. Um, and yeah, I think I work well with people. And that mm-hmm. also helps in working with a brand new group of people every time I do a new show, you know? So those are three really great things that I think are my superpowers that I wish I kind of just, focused on sooner because I spent like all of my high school years just being like I'm so bad at this I'm so bad at this I'm so bad at this instead of being like I am so great at so many other things (laughs) (laughs) you know that
5: is such a good that's such a good point though because um that's just true like a lot of times we focus on the things that we're not doing well as opposed to really honing in on the things that we're really good at Mm -hmm. they even have um This is a a little bit of an aside, but there's something called a negativity bias, which is just kind of human nature. Where, like, say you go through your day and everything goes great that day, but then one really bad thing happens, you know, like somebody yells at you in the grocery store. It's like at the end of the day, you'll focus on the person yelling at you at the grocery Mm -hmm. store. Like that'll be the thing that you remember Mm -hmm. instead of really focusing on the positive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think for me, my superpower, I have been told is bringing people together, Mm. you know, like gathering groups together and like you, I love people, you know, (laughs) so I love meeting new people and and connecting with new people as well. So, yeah, so that's definitely like, um, becoming self-aware, you know, and being able to use that self-awareness as like, um, I guess like a superpower, but also kind of like a weapon, you know, you can really use it to get the things that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing I would say is when you're on stage, like people can see how much you're enjoying yourself Mm -hmm. and it's infectious. (laughs) You
6: know, do you have any shows that you know of coming up? Um, I don't have any shows that that I'm in right now. I'm kind of taking the summer to focus on some other things. I do have an audition for one of my favorite musicals of all time this coming Tuesday which is literally the only thing that's been on my mind the last week or so so fingers crossed for that one but no for sure projects right now no
5: okay so you can't tell us your favorite musical of all time
6: oh it's Pippin Ah! oh okay all right we're gonna send out good energy for Tuesday (laughs) I love Pippin it's one of my favorite musicals of all time so excited (laughs) to audition for it so yeah (laughs) all right that's exciting okay um
5: Oh, and the the other thing that I would, <laughs> the other thing about superpowers, and you're already doing it, and I'm already doing it, which is even if you pursue a career path that's not exactly like your passion, you should still have something that allows you to, you know, focus on whether like for you it was singing and performing. Um, but I would say like even if you took another career path, I would still want you to be singing and performing some way, you know, just for your, just for your personal, for your personal joy. Mm-hmm. So that you can express yourself. Um, all right. So my, we're going on to the second, the second tip. So the first one was self-awareness. Figure out who you are and what you're good at. And the second one is find your authentic voice. Mm-hmm. So I love the story that you told about um, being in college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not quite feeling like you were fitting in. And then finding this path. So how do you think you really did that? Like, how'd you get the kind of courage? Because to me, that takes some courage.
6: Yeah, I feel like specifically uh, for the years of, between like 2019 until like the beginning of this year, I feel like I just had... so many drastic life changes so and one thing that um from a lot of the projects that I was working on over those last couple of years was one thing that I would you know and I was just confiding in people it would be like you know like I get so worried because I feel like there are 500 girls that look just like me who could sing as well dance as well act as well do anything as well as me so what makes me any more special and so over the, over the course of these couple of years like I've learned to figure out what that is, what makes Mona different than just some other uh, 21-year-old girl who does the exact same thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that I know that I offer or that I've discovered that I can offer as me that makes me different than th- the uh, someone who looks just like me and does the same thing that I do. Um, it was very, it was a lot hard. It, the, I feel like the first thing you have to do is come to terms with no realizing that, um, I don't know who I am.
7: Right. I like it's
6: easy for you to like, be like, oh yeah, I know exactly who I am. But when you realize that you really don't know who you are, then you start to figure out who you are. Right. And that's what I did.
5: I love that. Mm-hmm. When you figure out that you don't know who you are, you can start finding out who you are. That's so true. And mm-hmm. even, you know, at my age, you know, I'm like mom age, you're like, baby, <laughs> you're like baby, eight. <laughs> but even at my age, you know, I'm still learning things about myself. Like, I didn't know I liked being on video until the pandemic when everybody started doing video. And I was like, oh, I could do this. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas other people hate it. Like sometimes I try to get people to come on and they're all like, no, no, I don't want to be on video. So yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's, it's um, you know, definitely something that's ongoing mm-hmm. throughout your life. Uh, so that, that was kind of two steps in one or two <laughs> the self-confidence because it was really um, of self-love I, I meant because it's really around authenticity, you know, feeling like you can, like, you know, yourself enough to show up as yourself and then the confidence to actually do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the thing that people, well, I don't know what other people love. But like when I watch your TikToks, what I love so much, besides the fact that you're hilarious. And like you give a thousand percent. So like if you're like the one I think it went viral where you just like dropped to the floor. Yes. <laughs> I was like, does she really just kill herself? You know what I mean? I was like, that
6: sounded like a loud thump. Like you really landed like that on the floor or did you use special effects like what did you do it definitely sounded louder on camera than i think i i did not hit the ground that hard everyone (laughs) asked in the comments like are you okay like it sounded really loud on the camera i did not hit the ground that hard at all (laughs) and
5: and for for you guys i'll try to put the link to that in the show notes so you can see that little clip um but yes it was like you totally committed um and then also somebody told me many years ago that our beauty is in our imperfections. So I think like when we allow ourselves to be kind of the goofball weirdos that we sort of all are secretly inside, yeah. that that's what people are really, are really attracted to. Mm-hmm. All right, so the third tip, and I know a lot of people struggle with this, is learning to say yes to the things that you want and no to the things that you don't. And it's really, you know, creating healthy boundaries for yourself, treating, you know, teaching people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. Do you want to comment
6: on that? How do you do with saying no? Now, learning how to say no is definitely still something I am working through even today. Um, I think what has given me the confidence to learn how to put those healthy boundaries is like, I feel like I can get very overwhelmed when I get really, really busy. And so as much as I want to do everything, as much as I want to help everyone, sometimes I do just kind of have to tell you, say, like, at the end of the day, I know that I will not be able to give 100% focus to something. I I would rather give 100% to one thing than give 70 to three things. So if I know it's not something that I can give a hundred percent, so I know I'm not going to be happy with it. That's when I'm like, I feel comfortable enough to say no. And even still, like I'm all, I'm still <laughs> running around like a, like a chicken with their head cut off, trying to do a million different things because I have said yes to so many things, but I just have to be like, uh, to, I like to give a hundred percent in everything I do. And to some extent, like if I'm doing too much, I'm not going to be able to give a hundred percent. So that is how I've been trying to calm myself down from not being too upset about saying no to something.
5: Right. Or not feeling guilty. Yeah. You know, because I mean there's only so many hours in the day.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: And um you have to make sure that you're carving out time for rest, mm-hmm. you know, to get sleep and to take care yeah. of yourself and the, to do things that you enjoy and you know have time with your man's and stuff. <laughs> Free personal time you know right right Mm -hmm. and the the flip side of that is not just being able to say no but being able to say yes to the Mm -hmm. things that you want Mm -hmm. you know because sometimes like I don't know you you know I coach people right and sometimes I'll have a client where maybe they want to take a trip and they could totally afford it but they feel guilty (laughs) you know so it's also the, the reverse of that, being able to say yes to the things that you want in your life. Yeah. So that was it. That was the three tips that I had. I'll repeat them back real quick. The first one was to figure out who you are and what you're good at. And then to kind of drill into your superpowers. The second is to find your authentic voice, which requires a little bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third was learning to say yes to the things that you want and learning to say no to the things that you don't want. What else would you share as, like, um, you know, as an amazing young woman that has a lot of people who look up to you? What else would you share with young girls or young women? First, self love or self care. Does anything?
6: Yeah, it's just that loving yourself is frees you from so many things and like once I realized that like um like oh my gosh I don't just like myself I love myself like so many things that were holding me back and so many things that I just used to pester myself about just kind of disappeared And like, you don't even realize how much weight and how much negativity you're carrying when you don't really authentically love yourself, you know? And that's, and and it's, and and another thing is that it's a lot harder said than done. It does take the self, the self work. It does take Mm -hmm. the patience. Mm -hmm. But when you get there, oh my gosh, it's so true. And it doesn't mean
5: perfection, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't mean you're conceited, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just that you have grace with yourself. Yeah. You know, when you make mistakes, you yeah. say, oopsie, <laughs> you
6: know, like, you know normal. It just- exactly. <laughs> it's like the world is not going to fall apart because I made this mistake or like, I'm not going to fall apart because I made a mistake, you know, it's just, whoo. Because we all make mistakes. I make. Yeah. I make three mistakes a day, um, but we keep it moving. You know. Well, the thing is, if you're not making mistakes, it's because you're not doing anything. Exactly. You
5: know, like if you're sitting yeah. on the sofa watching Netflix all day, I mean, there it's hard to make a mistake unless, like, yeah. I don't know, you sit on you sit on the remote control or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Another one that I like to share. um, It's just having some kind of gratitude practice, you know, because like what I was talking about with the negativity bias before, like a lot of times it's so easy to focus on the stuff that you don't like, you know, like my mom's driving me crazy or my boyfriend's driving me crazy or the job doesn't pay me enough or all the things that you don't like. And just having some kind of gratitude practice helps you focus on the things that you do like, Mm -hmm. Um, whether you like at the end of the day, write down three things that you're grateful for, or, um, I like to keep a list of like daily wins
8: mm. and
5: it's so fun to go back and look. Cause I forget, you know, like, you know, it could be, there are just so many things, but like, <laughs> like this film that I have coming up, like it was so random, you know, mm. but the moment that that happened, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just, you know, keeping like bigger things like that, but then little things, you know, yeah. I got a yeah. new client, let me write it down, you know, <laughs> so all of those things, mm-hmm. um, exciting and then there's uh well i don't know do you have any more tips that you like oh any
6: more tips um (laughs) i don't know i i think uh another thing is that i have stopped apologizing for existing that's a good one yes and so that is something that i i am it is a kind of like something i'm trying to even teach my little sister right now who kind of sometimes doesn't necessarily feel comfortable just Existing and being in her person, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like I'm I'm here and I'm not just here. Y'all gonna know I'm here, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so long, I've just kind of like apologized myself, apologized for just simply just living life and making these mistakes and just being me or just standing and just waiting for things, you know. But you know, it's like. Watching like my little sister kind of like go through the same kind of awkward states that I went through, trying to teach that to myself. It's like now I kind of like can know to teach her the things that I learned, so maybe that she won't have to go through it as long as. as I yeah, could. she can get the um the express
5: version. Exactly, <laughs> I'm, giving, <laughs> I'm giving I'm giving her all the cheat codes. Yeah, that's so sweet. um Another thing I was thinking about, which we we touch on a little bit, is self talk—the way that we talk to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always tell people that your self-taught should be kind and empowering. So like if you, one of the things that I like to say is if you uh, are in the habit of saying, I can't do this, I can't do that, to change it to I will or I won't. Mm-hmm. Because you can do whatever you want. You're mm-hmm. deciding whether or not you're willing to put in the effort, like you said, and show up a thousand percent, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. She must be so happy to have you as a big sister.
6: She's pretty lucky if you ask me, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
5: She's great, she's great. All right, well, thank you for having this conversation with me. This was amazing. So, let our listeners know where they can find you and follow you and stay
6: connected. Yes, um, at Mona Swain, pretty much on everything Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, that's.
3: Mona Swain
5: all over the media. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. So I encourage you guys to take the time to get to know and love yourself, especially if you're a young woman. Now is the time. I encourage you all to follow Mona. She's hilarious. Thank you for having this conversation with me. And um, I hope everybody enjoyed today's episode of the Mind Blowing Happiness podcast. You can visit my website, trishishelroberts.com and hit the start here button to schedule a free 30 minute coaching session with me. Or you could sign up for the Mind Blowing Happiness Circle that takes place every month on the 12th at noon. And you can also download my book club leader's guide there. So I wish you all passion, purpose and the realization of your fullest potential. Enjoy the rest of your day and make your journey be
4: juicy. Bye-bye. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the mind-blowing happiness podcast with Trisha Gel Roberts teaching the twelve steps to mind-blowing happiness to twelve million people over the course of twelve years. Make sure to visit trishagelroberts.com and take the pledge for a juicier life's journey and get your copy of the free ebook, The Mind-Blowing Happiness Guide to Self-Care. If you have any questions about the content of this podcast, email hello at trish gelroberts.com. Until the next time we meet, may your journey be juicy.
2: Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Audio Hub
0: Preview.
4: Get in zone, AutoZone.
0: Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two DuraLast rotors with the set of DuraLast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free Lona Tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in zone, auto zone. Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for Lona Tool.
3: Hi Hun, it's me. We're still in Greenville, South Carolina, and it's gorgeous here. So many restaurants and stores. An amazing downtown. The kids will love it,
9: and it's a breeze to get here. Wait till you see.
0: Plan your trip and visit GreenvilleSC.com.
7: Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. This is the Psychology of the Hustle podcast. If I sound rushed, baby, I am, because we is getting ready to give y'all jam-packed. We're about to get into it. am just about to jump. I mean, so if you, pause, if you need to br- go get something, go get it now, because we're getting ready to go in. I'm talking about, this is a much-needed session, okay? <laughs> y'all need this. So, uh, Nikki, any touch points?
10: No, I'd just like to thank everybody for being here uh, today and listening to us.
7: And uh, let's get into it. Let's go, Kim. Okay, so we have been talking about this all season. You know, you, you don't know what you know until you know it. So uh, we've been talking about imposter syndrome for... I don't know, maybe two or three weeks now. And so we're just going to jump into it. First, you got to know the beast. You got to call it by its name. So we'll give you a short definition of the imposter syndrome. It's also known as perceived fraudulence. It involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persist despite your education, your experience, and your accomplishments. To counter these feelings, you might end up working harder or holding yourself to a higher standard. I also want to note, you guys, this is not a myth illness. This is not something that is associated with a mental illness. It is really a shared experience. It is a phenomenon. It happens to most people like pissing.
10: (laughs) Everybody has had it once or twice or continue to have it in their life. Okay.
7: Okay. All right. So it occurs. And again, in most of us, so, you know, for me, I feel like imposter syndrome is just Always this something is on my heels, but I cannot tell you what it is. And nine times out of 10, it's me on my own heels. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I think of when I think of imposter syndrome. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip it to Nikki. What are your thoughts on that definition?
10: Yeah, I think that, you know, the formal definition, a lot of us has, have heard of it. A lot of you may have heard it. People talk about imposter syndrome or heard it like in the media, referenced in the media. And a lot of it, I feel like in the media is referenced towards women. It's, uh, you mainly hear, you know, women talk about, especially in the workforce, you know, about how they feel like they don't deserve to be in the position that they are in, that they are fraud or fake. Like some, they, somebody going to find out that it's wrong. The skills and stuff that they have, everybody else has, right? So some of you, and it's not just to women. I think it's just women because we talk about it, but I know there's some men out there and there's a lot of men, most men out there have gone through this, but they never really identified it. And you, since most men traditionally don't really talk about, you know, how they're feeling or if they feel like inadequate in a certain area of their life, they're not necessarily going to talk about it, but it's there and we here to listen and to talk about it. So yeah, I think the Definition is right. I mean, to put it in layman's terms, it's really like you feel like, shit, I'm not that special. Anybody could do what I'm doing right. Anybody has the same skills, or even to take it a step further, a lot of success is attributed to well, I just worked really hard. I just worked, you know, extra hard and that's what really got me to it rather than acknowledging that your skills and ability and your talent, your personal God given talents Mm -hmm. were the reason why you got to your success. We never really say I'm the shit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so I think that's kind of where it shows up. And so for those of you who may be kind of confused about it, it's really that simple. It's really like I just worked hard, but it's more than that. (laughs)
7: i'm going rogue i am going to go rogue (laughs) oh there we go fuck it you know i said we've got to fuck it we we not on the time schedule we don't do this do you think nikki that some of how maybe we're reared up because i agree with you i think that imposter syndrome women do talk about it more but do you think it's because how we're raised you know girls of our generation geriatric millennials go back and reference that we were kind of raised in such a way to not necessarily for me be boisterous there was, you know, like, oh, you need to downplay yourself. Oh, you need to, uh, you can't be conceited because that's not become, see, this is why we're going to have to give y'all a whole nother season on this imposter syndrome because <laughs> I'm going rogue. Okay. Now, Nikki can say, put a pin in that and we're going to come back to that, or she can expand upon that. But <laughs> I just had to get that out there. I had to get that off.
10: It's so funny because as I prepare for this episode, that is one of the questions that I wrote down for a later discussion. So we, we Potico on here. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't ready. So the question back to you is why is it that we feel bad for hyping ourselves up? It's almost like a societal thing to say you feel bad for being what they call quote unquote boisterous about the mm-hmm. stuff that you've done, right? It's become a negative thing. You really don't, You know, you feel a certain kind of way, like inside, like, oh, you know, you downplay, I'm just doing this, I'm just writing this little book. I mean, you know, everybody does that rather than I wrote this dope ass book. You know, this is it. You guys are going to love it. You know, just to be confident in the thing or product or service or whatever it is that you're putting out there, we almost feel like we just have to downplay it just enough to make the other person feel comfortable, like we're not being conceited. Right. But, To quote my father, God rest his soul, he used to say, I'm not conceited, I'm convinced. Drop that mic. He was convinced. I'm about to bust out. (laughs) He was convinced. But my dad was always like, I mean, he was a very like strong man, but he was very convinced in his, and we always used to talk about, you know, his appearance, physical appearance. He would get manicures, pedicures, Mm -hmm. facials, you know, he was a pretty boy. He was convinced that he looked good. Like it wasn't, it wasn't conceited, like don't, but to circle that back, I mean, to putting that question back on you, Kim, why Mm -hmm. is it that society that we feel like we can't be our own cheerleaders or why do we have to downplay our success to make other people feel like we're not being conceited and why is being conceited quote unquote, always looked at as being negative.
7: You know, I think. Or confident. I think it's one of those situations where It's the feedback. What is the purpose you're trying to get back? And so when you're conceited, you're needing somebody to co-sign that when you're convinced it's a statement. And so like, when, when, wait, say that again, say that again. When you are conceited, what is it? You're seeking gratification from others. See, this is this is why when I go back and I edit these things, you all, these one-liners that y'all get ready to get, plastered on t-shirts, plastered <laughs> on mugs, because these one-liners come and then I can't give it to you again. Because <laughs> I know that's not what I said the first time around. The first time around, it was smooth because I was a pimp in my former life, baby. But <laughs> in this one, mm-mm, it just come. See, pimps be able to regurgitate that. Mm-mm. Yeah. That was my former self coming out, y'all. Anywho, but when you are being conceited, you're trying to actually convince other people or you're trying to get that co-signer from other people. But when you know it for yourself, you know, it for yourself, it's a statement. It is a statement. statement. It's a statement. And so no response required, period. <laughs> Pooh. as the young people would say, it's one of those situations where it's just, I am certain, I am certain as the breath that is in my lungs. I am certain as I am right-handed. I am certain that this thing is real and true. And when, pe- when you come at people with that level of energy and confidence, it is so unsettling for those that have not experienced that. So mm. we downplay that in an effort to make people comfortable in our confidence. I'm about to bang on the wall.
10: <laughs> we downplay. Yeah, we dim our stars. We dim our light in order to make other people confident or comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's kind of one of the things that, you know, when we go into combating imposter syndrome is just, you know, you can't do that. And it's so easy to tell somebody, right. It's so easy to say, but to actually live it, it takes
7: practice. You have takes practice, practice, perseverance, patience. Keep playing with us. Y'all keep playing. (laughs) with us. Y'all going to get a whole season on it because it's real. I will go back to this is a shared experience. So you may not necessarily be experiencing it in your hustle side of your life. But a lot of times, because that is what this portion of this podcast is about, the hustle, I feel like you're going to see it in other areas. So you may be listening to it like, nah, I got this hustle thing on lock. This is a gem for season two. Some Mm -hmm. of y'all is in relationships that Mm -hmm. y'all don't feel imposters in. Yeah. Some of y'all is like, doubting yourselves as parents, as caregivers. Okay. So we coming for y'all season two. Just <laughs> wait, just wait, tell your friends, get some tissue. It, but it is those
10: things. And just a real quick touch on what Kim was piggybacking off what Kim was saying. It's just really, yeah. So mothers, you know, you have mothers who feel like imposters. They're not being the best mother or, you know, mm-hmm. on Instagram, Facebook, it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, your kids getting everything they need, but we're at home. It's just, your house might be a mess. Everybody's house is a mess, girl. We everybody's house is a mess. It's all a facade. In a relationship, you may not feel like you feel like you got you have found this woman or this man that you don't deserve. But why don't you deserve that? You know what I mean? So those are the things, those questions that you start questioning yourself. So those are how imposter syndrome shows up in those different areas of your life. But one thing I wanted to touch on real quick, Kim, I'm about to get deep on you. So get ready. Get ready. So This whole idea of like imposter syndrome, imposter experience or however they framed it came from a lady named Pauline Rose Clance. She did a study. Undergraduates didn't believe that they should have been there, that it was pure luck that they were able to get into the prestigious school. But after she kind of did some research, she kind of looked at the fact that, you know, everybody had this feeling. However, it did show up a lot more in people in minorities, Mm -hmm. right? So how do you think our history, so I'm going to just talk about Black people,
7: African-Americans. How does our history tie into minorities and their development of the imposter syndrome or why we are found to have it more than others? And I think to me, you know, i I'm not gonna sit here and I am not a history buff, but I can tell you like instances mm-hmm. in time. I mean, like segregation. That's you know, okay, it goes back to part of it. It all goes back to slavery. Not to sound like that one show that I like on Netflix that's not paying us, so I'm not gonna say <laughs> anywho. It's one of those situations where you know history does play a very large role into it, but it's totally felony. me. Where kids that minorities were getting into schools over Caucasian folks, and Caucasian folks were losing their shit. What was mm-hmm. the name of that? I cannot remember the name. Now you made me forget. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, and and Uh, we'll reference it. They
10: still do it when, you know, they talk about when they get jobs, when minorities get jobs over white people.
7: Right. And so I feel like that kind of came into play. Now, me going to a historically Black college, I didn't necessarily think about that. And I feel like that helped me go into the workforce fearless because I got... Everybody at my school was black. So it wasn't like, is one person getting a a opportunity over another person? And for those of y'all that want to have that colorism conversation, we're not going to have that right now. Most historically black colleges, you in there because you in there and your competition is your competition. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily, I never had that thought like, oh, did such and such get this because, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, it was, we were all on a leveled playing field in my Mm -hmm. mind. And so I was able to attack education and knowledge in such a way to where I didn't have, no one had an unfair advantage due to race or no one had an unfair advantage due to their dad being a judge or their mom being a doctor or whatever. But for me, it was one of those situations where it does, our history, our our upbringing, our history as a people plays into imposter syndrome. Our experiences as individuals tie into imposter syndrome as well.
10: Yeah, and so I would just say also, you know, we in previous episodes, we kind of talked about how our parents were taught to get a job and you affirmative know, you, action. <laughs> there <laughs> you was go. Affirm- she got it. <laughs> she had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was I, I got ready to Google I it. Hadn't no, had full, work. We hadn't had our full cup of coffee yet. Yeah, yeah, we still
7: would. <laughs> right, but
10: um, you now, parents were taught, you know, you get a job going to the military, you retire from that job and all of that stuff. And that's things. And it's almost like put your head down be quiet and, you know, do good, Mm -hmm. you know, do your best. But it's almost like some of that confidence Mm -hmm. you didn't always hear grandparents and stuff you know, talk big about great things that they were doing, you know, ideas that they may have had, you know, it's just because they knew that some of the, their counterparts or white counterparts or whatever, during that era would try to take it down or tear them down for mm-hmm. it. So they were just, they would hold that close to the vest and then just live through the dream rather than actually living, living the dream, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
10: And I think that can play a part in, you know, how we roll, mm-hmm. like Kim said, it's about upbringing can mm-hmm. have, play a part in this, your mm-hmm. self-experiences and then history of your culture. And not just, you know, African-Americans, Asian-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, mm-hmm anybody, you know, there's been a time in history that have kind of taught that particular group to think a certain way. And then that keeps, you know, that just trails along until you you identify it, but it's still affecting us all up until now. So that was just kind of one little tidbit I wanted to jump on.
7: You know, Nikki touched base on how history, the article that I read, which is going to be referenced, is a time article. They talked about patterns of people that really kind of struggle with imposter syndrome more. And I just want to throw this out there because I I want people to, I want to normalize this for as many people as I can. So they say perfectionists set extremely high expectations for themselves. They will oftentimes struggle with imposter syndrome. Experts. I am, for my particular job, the children's system of care administrator. I am an expert in children. I have no children. People is doubting me from the jump, but Mm -hmm. experts feel the need to know every piece of information before they start a project and constantly look for new certifications or trainings to improve their skills. If that don't sound like me, I stay in the training. (laughs) People who are natural geniuses, people who just catch stuff naturally, they Mm -hmm. feel a guilt for having that natural skill set. And they Mm -hmm. will oftentimes downplay that. I met someone who could read a book a day. I was like, you should lead with that. That is so Hi, hey, my name is such and such. And I could read a book a day. I'd be like, what? What did you read today?
10: <laughs> I want to so. pause real quick right there. And it's funny because how kids can catch on to that really quickly, right? Mm. So my daughter's in first grade and she catches on to things very quickly. And trying to make sure that she continues to keep that confidence and not feeling bad because maybe her some of her friends or her classmates aren't catching on. You know, I don't want her to, it's like that thing you have to battle, even that young, mm-hmm. you know, about not downplaying the fact that if you're smart, you're smart. it's okay to be smart. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to jump on quickly. So
7: yeah, the thing we struggle with, go ahead. <laughs> For all the TT's babies that are out there, y'all are the smarts, the beautiful. <laughs> and if anyone says different, you know how to get in touch with TT. Okay. You know? They had two more and they noted one as soloist, People feel they have to accomplish tasks on their own. And if they need to ask for help, they think that means they are a failure or a fraud. We coming for y'all season two, soloist. Brace yourselves Mm -hmm. because y'all are in relationships with people who want to share stuff with y'all, but y'all want to be soloist. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, okay. Uh, (laughs) Super men, super women, super person. If we just want to throw that out there. They push themselves to work harder than those around them to prove that they're not imposters. They Mm -hmm. feel the need to succeed in all aspects of life. How are you going to have it all, sir or (laughs) ma'am
3: or other Yes.
7: at work, as parents, as partners and may feel stressed when they are not accomplishing something? So again, I guarantee that the majority of folks listening fall in one of these areas. So Mm -hmm. again, this is a shared experience. This is something that we need to normalize and we need to talk about. So we kind of talked about where does imposter syndrome show up and show out? And this is where I said I was going to say everywhere that's all that's (laughs) it. Everywhere, everything, every place. I mean, Nikki, where, what are your thoughts on that one?
10: Oh yeah. We, we feel it. It may be stronger in certain areas of your life. Right. So, you know, just depending on where you feel more confident in, you know, it may not show up as prevalent, you Mm -hmm. know, in something in your abilities, let's just say in your nine to five, but then your side hustle, you may be like, Lord, I'm not that good. So I, I will say, that for me, I'm gonna use myself as an example. So I feel really confident in my nine to five, right? I feel that I I know my job. I know my shit. I know I am the shit. (laughs) You know, I do my job and I do it well. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to things like, I know when I started off being a a business coach, Mm -hmm. you know, really diving into it, Mm -hmm. it was that, I don't know if I'm saying anything that's really just dynamic to anybody. You know, you can get this information anywhere. You can, do this, you know. Somebody, I see somebody else doing it better than me. I don't think I don't know if I'm doing this right. And I did feel like there were times, and still times, that I feel like you know I might be a fraud. You know, they don't get. I am a fraud. I am not as good as people maybe perceive, and that's part of that syndrome. Like even though I may have colleagues and friends that are telling me that you're doing a good job, you're actually doing a good job. It's like I don't believe them. So. For people, that's one of the ways to identify if you do, if you kind of, you are working with, or struggling with imposter syndrome is if you don't even believe what people are telling you, right? And mm-hmm. this like, Nah, I just put on a good face. I just put on a good face and mm-hmm. that's it. So, but then there's, and it shows up like Kim said in every aspect of life. But for me, it was really that side hustle was really a struggle for me, which I continue to do but I have found ways to kind of counteract that and build up my own confidence, right?
7: Right. And so like, that's the part we wanna move into now is like, how do you combat that? Because again, if this is a shared experience and most people are having this shared experience, then there has to be some pretty common ways that we move past and combat imposter syndrome because it's something that's gonna come around. So the article that I read, the Time article, which will be referenced in the Cliff Notes, Mindfulness. They really talked about to overcome imposter feelings of imposter syndrome, you need to acknowledge the thoughts and put them in perspective. And so sometimes it means just sitting down with that thought and going, you know what? I've worked hard to get here. I have the skill set to be here. I am knowledgeable. I am competent. Sometimes you have to combat that thing. And I am a visual person. So when my little monsters come up against me, they look like that big Michelin man tire. And then when I talk to it and I, you know, give it some combat, it looks like a little marshmallow and I want to put that thing on a s'more. Okay. And eat it up. Okay. That's how my mind works. (laughs) Yes. Y'all better get y'all some. 80s babies. I'm going to get y'all some. That was a good soundtrack
10: oh man I, mean, I guess we're gonna have to take our time yeah. okay sorry got <laughs> remember bb brown okay so on that same point what are your thoughts about affirmations because that's kind of what you're talking about right it's about like affirming certain mm-hmm. things so i'm gonna let you answer and then i'm gonna say what i think about affirmations
7: do they work i think they do And it's really hard to talk to yourself positively if you have never really been poured into, it sounds foreign. The first time you hear, Ooh, I was just having this conversation yesterday. It's like a feral cat. Okay. Mm -hmm. When if I have neighborhood cats and for whatever reason they like me and I am not a cat lady, I'm not a cat person, but needless to say, like they rub up against me and they're hissing Mm -hmm. yet purring at the same time. And I'm like, you psychotic little freak. What's (laughs) wrong with you? Well, It's foreign, but it's not bad. It's foreign, but it doesn't hurt. It just feels weird. And so sometimes when you're giving yourself positive affirmations, it's cringy, as the young people would say. It's like, am I that bad to where I have to tell myself I'm a great? Well, initially, yeah, you are. Your negative cognitions or that negative feeling, that negative thing is so deep and heavy on you. Yes, it's going to feel weird. Saying like, you're dope. Why are you depriving the world of your greatness? You are a decent person. Why are you, you know, like that's hard to hear and absorb sometimes. So yes, it is, they work, but you got to stay consistently doing them.
10: That's exactly what I was going to say is that consistency is that, yes, it feels weird. You know, there's some people that use, you know, post-its on the, on the mirror. So every morning they have that and they just kind of read it out loud. Mm -hmm. But what happens is I feel like the more often you do something, the more convinced you become of that thing so you're talking you know, in our previous episodes kim talked about you know kind of what is that vo- who is that voice that you hear in your head and mm-hmm. counteracting that does help with saying things that you may not believe up front right so you mm-hmm. may not believe that you know this project or piece of work that you're putting out is mm-hmm. one of the best works that have been in the 21st century right you may not believe that at first but you continue to tell yourself that And you continue to talk that talk, Mm
8: -hmm.
10: you become convinced of that Mm -hmm. and not just conceited of it. It's a statement, Mm -hmm. period, Mm -hmm. not a question. Mm -hmm. You don't need any validation because that's what you know in your head. So it's Mm -hmm. those, that's how you counteract with affirmations. It's just that continued positive self-talk and those thoughts are going to come up. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't help it. We're human. Those mm-hmm. thoughts. But what are you saying in the counteraction right, Once you identify that this is something negative, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking about myself and my skills and abilities mm-hmm. You have to immediately come back that with a positive. Somebody else is doing this and it looks mm-hmm. like they're doing it better. Mm-hmm. They may have been doing it longer, so they're doing they have, have more experience and practice. But I'm going to get that same experience and practice, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be great too. You know, those are the kind of things that you have to train your mind to continue mm-hmm. to do, and it will be hard, it'll sound funny, it'll sound foreign. Mm-hmm. But then once you get it, you'll be like, you'll start regurgitating it verbally to people. And you'll be like, oh, shit, Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I meant it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
7: I watched a video this morning, and they were talking about how uh, dedication is what leads people to perceive like to have success. And I was like, I don't, I don't necessarily get that, but they were talking about working out. Like you work out one day, an hour, you go and you look in the mirror, you're not going to see anything. But if you work out every day, 20 minutes over the course of time, you're going to see some changes. Same thing with brushing your teeth. They were like, if you go to the dentist two times a year, your teeth are going to fall out, but you have to maintain whatever is being done at those Mm -hmm. appointments every day for two minutes, usually twice a day. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're doing your good dental care. So Mm -hmm. I say all that to say it is about wellness. It is about making it a part of your day-to-day activity. What do you do for yourself every day that pours into you? Because that's your responsibility. That is not your kids. That is not your spouse. That is your responsibility to pour into yourself positively. So for me, positive affirmations, positive self-talk, self-care, those are things that are very important because that helps me maintain me. So again, mindfulness is something that I practice pretty much all the time. Now, I'm not practicing it for any one particular reason. I I just make sure I just stay mindful because that means I'm present. That means I'm here. That means I'm not in the past or in the future. So we're saying things that we have said in episodes one, two, three, four, five. We're coming back and it's coming full circle, you guys. So stay with us. The next way they said to combat imposter syndrome is around the reframing of your thoughts, which we just kind of touched on so we don't have to go full deep into that from the article that I found. But positive reframe is so important. You know, we don't have losses, we have lessons. There's always something to be learned. If you win every time, people that win, they just go in and they're like, it was a win. They don't critique the win. Mm-hmm. And I've even had to go back and critique the wins, not in a negative way, but what could I have done better in execution? But it's in the lessons or some people call them losses, where you're able to get a little bit more of a positive reframe. So positive reframe is very important.
10: Yeah. They said one of those the videos, it was that thinking negatively first is like a survival tactic. And so it's just like why is it that, you know, what are we protecting ourselves from? You know, that's what we really got to think about is that Mm -hmm. if if our first instinct is always to go to the negative part, right? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to protect yourself from by thinking that, you know, initially? But one thing they did say is that you must make a conscious effort to redirect your energy and engage in activities that help you be at peace. So that's like those mental activities, that's Mm -hmm. those positive activities for sure. So yeah.
7: The last protective factor or- area that they touched on was your support system.
9: Mm, you have definitely. to have
7: people go back that you can go back to your accountability partners. Some people call your tribe. We don't mean any offense by that, but I call it my family. Like there's people that I can go back to and just be hundred percent vulnerable. And they can give me feedback. Like Kim, you're being hard on yourself. Kim, you're right on track. Let's process this or whatever the situation maybe uh we talk about the importance of having a support system accountability partners in so many episodes and little did we know that all of it was coming up at <laughs> this point but it's, it's so super important for you to have people that are not just yes men
10: right that ooh, you see them celebrities that you know they got yes men around them that's all they got around them they got nobody telling calling them on their shit and that's what we need <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs>
7: i'm so glad that this this video i mean like y'all don't see the video (laughs) we have the video but yeah i see it the most with athletes i'm like "Mm -mm. you can't bring everybody with you baby Mm -mm. because not everybody you sacrificing your whole body and this person doesn't even have enough they can't even be your fault but okay that's yeah. not, I go there, But they're not keeping you from that chaos. They're enabling you in that chaos because they're your yes man. They're not thinking about you longevity wise. And again, everybody serves a purpose. Everybody serves a purpose. There may be a person that you can only call for the turn up. You're going to come out and support my event because I can call you for the turn up. But you may not be dependable to man the RSVP list. Mm-hmm. That may not be.: your, That may not be your strength, Sis, but you're going to be the turn- up. You're going to post it on the Instagrams and the Facebooks mm-hmm. and all the social medias for me. So that's what your role is in this particular situation. Right? Everybody serves a purpose, but you got to know that you can't do everything with everybody.
10: right? at all. And the key, I mean going back that key is just to talk about it. I think if we hold stuff in too much. And we don't necessarily talk about. So you have to have, in addition, you know, that person that you can go to and say, "This is how I'm feeling about, you know, the situation or what I'm doing. You know, am I crazy or am I right? Because somebody, you know, you may be doing something and you're thinking like, I'm not really qualified. And you have that friend that's like, You probably not. You probably need to do a little more (laughs) experience. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, to validate, but you can still get there. And what happens is when you have those people that when you start talking about it and really bringing it to the light, you start to collect. Feedback. And that's feedback that you can reuse when you're by yourself. You know, you can just reuse that positive feedback and learn from other shared feelings and learn from others because somebody could, you could come and say, you know, I was feeling this kind of way. And the other person's like, me too. But this is what I did in order to combat that. These are the things that help me. So you can use that all becomes tools in your bag to be able to use when the imposter syndrome becomes too much or something like that for you. Right. So that's why it's so important to have those people around you to be able to talk to, to be able to share that information with.
7: I think we done kicked it in.
10: What are your thoughts? There were some other key points on another article I was reading when it said you got to make the decision to be confident. Confidence doesn't always just come out of nowhere and hit you in the smack you in the face and you'd be like, bam, I'm confident. Sometimes you have to make that decision. So it kind of goes back to those affirmations that may be difficult for you to say. But Mm -hmm. what I before, like I said, it helps build up that confidence and that convinces and you convince yourself and other people that you are talent, your talents are worth it. Your successes aren't just a fluke. Mm-hmm. Or aren't just luck. But you mm-hmm. really have to make that decision to be confident. I want to say the other day I looked at my husband and I was just like, you know what? I did the damn thing. Like I just had to say it. We weren't even talking about nothing. I was just like, I done made this and I put this together and I did that. I'm proud of myself. Like I did that. Like you I had to make the conscious effort to say it. Like I was thinking it in my head, but I had to say it out loud in order for me to be really convinced. And he was like, You did, <laughs> you know. So it's the it's that thing you have to decide today. Yeah, I'm going to be confident in in what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm going to be convinced in my skills and ability. And yeah, there might be other people out there doing it and other people like their skills or ability, you know, whatever they're doing or product or service a little Mm -hmm. bit better than mine, but I still got clients. I still got an audience. Yeah, You got to remind yourself. And I wrote this down that you are a bad mother or a bad bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Come, mm-hmm. On, come on, Samuel L. Jackson! I'm a potty about this time, and it's like, yeah. And sometimes you have to convince yourself more than you have convince others. Once you know it, it don't matter because you're going to exude that mm-hmm. your light, your aura, the things that you're going to start attracting, mm-hmm. <laughs> are really
7: going to come based off of how you're feeling on the inside. So, so you all, this is you have opportunities, right? if you have an opportunity to take pause and reset yourself my gosh okay I'm about to go somewhere Nikki don't know where I'm going but I'm going so I don't know how many of y'all have had a colonoscopy we're getting up there in age (laughs) whatever and they give you some stuff to clear you out if you've ever had one if you know you know I'm praying for you I am yet praying and so I remember I had had the procedure and I was like, I'm only going to put great things in my body because I knew I didn't have nothing else in there, right? Because everything had left. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to be like vegan and I'm going to do all this. It didn't work out for this, but I'm saying all that to say, what you put in, what you ingest on a daily basis, it really can stick with you. And I've noticed that being more mindful about the content that you ingest, who you follow on your social media, what type of music you listen to, what type of books you read, what you're watching on television, it can make an influence on you. And then it can increase certain feelings and decrease other feelings, good, bad, or indifferent. So I say all that to say you have to be mindful of what it is you're ingesting. That also is your self talk, your self esteem, your self work, those things that you tell yourself in the moments of chaos, the things that you tell yourself in the moments of secrecy. These are all the things that are going to help you grow or keep you stagnant, you know? So yeah, just keep that part in mind. You had some good points from your article, Nikki. What, what else was you, was you feeling? Well, I mean, it's just, yeah, that was just, you got to
10: continue to do on and stop beating yourself up. If you are one of those people I'm raising my hand, I'm exposing myself right now. When I tell you, when I make a mistake in any aspect, especially, you know, my job, Home life as a mother, as a wife, as an entrepreneur. When I make a mistake, when I tell you I am the hardest person mm-hmm. on myself and I internalize it. So, for those, I know I'm speaking to some of y'all out there, it's just like you harp on it. You mm-hmm. really get some anxiety around mm-hmm. why the mistake was made. How could you do that? You know, you're better than that. You know, rather than saying, you know, I'm human, <laughs> I know how to adjust. I mean, it's a lesson rather than a loss, mm. you are that type of person that really beat yourself up. It's like, why did I do that? Like truly beating yourself up mm-hmm. about a mistake. Mm-hmm. You probably got imposter syndrome a little bit. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that how, how it shows up in your life. And you may not think that, but you have to stop yourself in those mid, in those thoughts and that process, mm-hmm. you really got to just say, you know, shit, I fucked up, right? Yeah, you know, I can fix it. Fix it, use it as a lesson for the next time that if this comes up, I bet you one thing I'm not going to do it again or, you know, maybe another, thing. but it's easing that gas or that foot off your neck, your own neck, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. how it sometimes we don't realize that that is that kind of imposter because you think that you have to be perfect. It's back to that perfectionism that Kim was talking about before. So. Kim, let me tell you something. I be beating myself the hell up over stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, that is one of the things that has continued to work on mm-hmm. and to know that there is no such thing as perfection.
7: So. And again, th- this is why we're going to give y'all a whole nother season. Mm-hmm. Y- y'all didn't know that y'all wanted that. <laughs> we didn't know that we wanted that. And yet and still here it is right here for us to talk about because with imposter syndrome being a shared experience of a lot of people, let's talk about it. Because if that's the thing that's keeping you from greatness, imagine if everybody was operating in their purpose. Now, look, my purpose does not necessarily pay my nine to five, but I feel like it doesn't pay my it doesn't my nine to five pays for my lifestyle. My purpose gives me you know a lot of different fulfillment, but it doesn't it doesn't pay right now, and that's yeah. okay. Hence, I said right now. And that's okay. So I feel like, you know, we need to acknowledge who we are and where we want to be. But we have to acknowledge these things that are keeping us from our greatness. And if imposter syndrome is one of them. And I think in the second season, we may also bring upon this new concept called languishing. Y'all, it's new. (laughs) COVID done helped it. Give it a name. (laughs) <laughs> but languishing and imposter syndrome are actually kind of tied together which just dropping these little nuggets mm-hmm. for you too so i have hit all of my little cliffy notes i encourage for everyone to go back and listen to you know if if you're listening to these all at once you the bomb, okay? <laughs> if you're listening to these one by one, I hope you were taking notes. I mean, all across the board, taking notes because you'll see a lot of these themes tie into each other. You guys, this has just been such a super, super journey. You
10: yeah. Were- so just to recap that video, that six signs of mm-hmm. so so signs that you know that you may have imposter syndrome. <laughs> one, <laughs> your success. You feel like your success is not deserved. It's just pure luck. If you're a perfectionist, and sometimes one thing that they put on there was a procrastinator. You may have imposter syndrome. You're afraid of being exposed as a fake. You have a fear of failure. You need to be the best and always compete with the best. And you compare your success to others. These are all kind of signs of imposter syndrome. And it, Again, like we said, it shows up in different areas of your life, but there's ways to combat that, as we talked about, is just talking about it, making sure that you have that positive self-talk mm-hmm. affirmations, mm-hmm. getting back into your mind and making sure that you are not speaking negatively in mm-hmm. negativity. And I'm a person of the power of the tongue, right? And the thoughts that you, whatever you say, it's kind of what you attract, what you're thinking is what you attract. And if you can change all of that to start attracting wealth and positivity and all of that and so you start speaking those things into your life mm-hmm. it does happen mm-hmm. right there's things and, and then also if you say that this is what you want one thing I would say one of our friends last year she said these are the things that I want mm-hmm. I want x y and z is now happening and mm-hmm. it didn't happen last year it's starting it's happening this year and everything has been placed in a certain order because mm spoke it with her tongue and believed it when she said it so those are the things that you know how the power of the tongue and all of that stuff and and on the reverse side i'm not this type of person Mm -hmm. i cannot do this Mm -hmm. i cannot do that i don't have the skills and ability you keep saying that and you keep thinking allowing your thoughts to kind of fester in that Mm -hmm. you're not going to be that person Mm -hmm. straight up you're not going to be the best person you're not going to be skilled you're not going to be a good person you know whatever it is that you're thinking whatever you think or whatever you speak good or bad it's true right mm-hmm. so think about that y'all when you, when yeah. you really like self when you're doubting yourself that much you might be that <laughs> because that's what you're thinking
0: right, right.
7: and that, that's what you're calling out that is what you're speaking into existence i mean again Homie is over there on, on some good stuff. I feel like if we keep talking, if I start talking again, y'all, we're going to be here. And this is this is just, a, and we won't have a season two. We'll just have a documentary. I don't know. At the end of the day, I thank y'all for coming. I thank yep. y'all for listening. I thank y'all for rocking with us. We got one more episode to record. And I don't know if that episode is probably going to be episode one versus the end episode. So this little convo may, may make it, may not. But- If you all have rocked with us for this long through this, please understand that this is a manifestation of what we had talked about so many moons ago in Camphor 314, Dillard University, (laughs) D-U, fall of uh, 2001. Y'all don't even know. We weren't supposed to be doing this, but 151... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Dominoes and beats.
10: Well, it wasn't Mad Dog. What's
7: the sweet drink? Cisco. <laughs> Mad Dog 2020 and Cisco. We were thugs, but that was when the hustle started. Remember the Jello shots, Tommy? yeah Yes. That was when the hustle started. Okay. We Y'all can't be- come back and do nothing because it's been uh, what's that when when the, when the illegalness has happened in, in an Asian <laughs> town? Right.
10: Freestyles, remember our freestyles and raps? Me. <laughs> Don't up ices.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> dang, homie, we
7: was on them three. but it was then sitting back and just talking into existence greatness. Sitting back, not really knowing mm-hmm. what we were destined, but we had it, you know. So. just thank y'all for rocking with us and seeing this come to fruition with us this is dope
10: yeah and so much more to come and like Kim said you know season two we're going to dive deep into this and possibly we're going to bring on some people to kind of talk about it and how it shows up not only in your hustle in your nine-to-five in your relationships in any aspect health wealth you know, how it affects your wealth, you know, Mm -hmm. how it affects your success and progress. So, I mean, this is only the beginning. We just scratched the surface of a lot of these topics and we hope we read you really well so that, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) so that, you know, it opens up some conversations. I really hope that these topics have uh, opened up conversations between you and your community Mm -hmm. of people who we talked about that are, you know, part of that are close to you, you know, Take these topic area, you know, these subject areas and y'all discuss it. And we'd love to hear, you know, what you guys came up with, like follow us on Instagram, psychology of the hustle, you know, shoot us a note, a DM yeah. uh, and just let us know, you know, because it's, it's really about the conversation right. and Kim was right. This was something that we had talked about and been talking about and so for us it's come to fruition we don't talk about it be about it and that's what we did
7: (laughs) facts okay y'all so uh that's all that's it that's all we got for y'all in this season thanks so at the end of the day i know y'all are doing okay but i hope you're well in your head and your heart i thank you all for coming and uh fellowshipping with us today and doing this with us today and uh we look forward to y'all nikki
2: peace (laughs) (laughs) Hahahaha <laughs>
0: Georgia The Cash 3 333 promotion Is backed By popular demand May 30th Through June 26th Yep 333 players Will win $333 Just by playing Cash 3 But there's more When you enter To win You're automatically Entered for a chance To grab as much Cash as you can From a pool Full of 3 million bucks We're calling it The Cash Clutch And it all happens May 30th To June 26th So play Cash 3 From the Georgia Lottery Play responsibly the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite
3: of your Big Mac.
0: And I need some of your
4: quarter pie. I'll
3: try your filet fish.
4: There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.
1: Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.
2: Audio Hub Preview.
9: Choosing a tuition free K 12 powered online school with career prep electives can be the choice that gives your high schooler a strong foundation for the jobs of tomorrow. With career pathways in high demand fields, students gain real world skills that help them get ahead right out of high school. K 12 powered career prep students leave high school more than ready for their future they're built for it. Be future built with K-12. Learn more at
3: K-12.com forward slash radio. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com.
2: This is the FCB Radio Network, home of the best personalities and where real talk lives. Online at FCBradio.com. FCB.
1: (sighs) FCB.
11: you tuning into another hot episode of the jeff brown show and i am your host i am the jeff Brown of the jeff brown show and i got my partner in crime with me as always we call him mr liberty we call him reverend do wrong but today you know he's uh reverend (laughs) do right that's my guy man uh uh the guy who helps me uh co-produce the show we put some great content together and we bring some of the top uh elite guests on our show on our platform and we just have a good time but none other than my man mr darby Morrow, uh the Kingpin himself of scv radio uh network and f everything everything we do how about that In what's up name?
1: brother what's yeah. up man how you
11: doing <laughs> kid, man, man i want to first give my condolences to you man big shout out to you and your family uh on on the on the passing of your aunt and your best and your best friend man You've been in my prayers, brother. So um, I know I it's been a, that. a tough couple of weeks for you, man. But I salute you, cause you continue to push forward and you continue to do your thing, man. So uh, you're in my prayers, and it's all love, man. And we know that you know God does uh, everything well. You know we may not understand it, but I just want you to know that God is still in control and He loves you, He loves your family, man. So I wanted to get uh, that out there so people know what time it is on that. Now, I appreciate that. Oh man, no problem. But I want to get back to our special guest. We're opening up with our special guest, Miss Srita Karthon of the Carthagon Consulting Group and the how can I say the creator, the mindset, the brains behind the Power Brand Conference and Expo. That's breaking news right here on the Jeff Brown show. So I am happy. That this is happening because I got a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs that listen to the show, and you, Sharita, got a message for them. Thank you, Sharita, for coming on the show and um, and sharing this extraordinary information.
8: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Dar- is it is it is it
11: Darvio? Did I say that
1: right? It's do wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right, Darby. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Reverend, Durang. Okay. Well, he's gonna be
8: right today. Okay. So we we'll right today. <laughs> um, thank you guys for having me on here. I completely appreciate the time, the energy, and the spaces that you guys are taking to not only help and assist entrepreneurs, business owners, and creatives to really take their brand and their marketing to the next level, but just being able to provide this platform. So kudos kudos to you guys. Thank you so much. Um, So let me me get into this because I really need to just, just really get to the good stuff. So everyone, I am Sherita Carthon. My company is Carthon Consulting Group. And um, before the pandemic, we did a project called the Power Brand Summit, and we brought together entrepreneurs, small business owners who really needed to understand better methods and ways to market their brand and also to monetize. And so enters the pandemic, so we got kicked out for a good two years because we just wanted to keep things safe, but now we're getting to the point where people are asking a new set of questions. Because the algorithm uh, through social media is just really kicking people out in a way that is not allowing them to do business online um, be like it was before the pandemic. And so people are having questions like, how am, I gonna get a, how am I going to be able to reach my target market and be able to connect with them in a way that I did before the pandemic and before all of these algorithm changes? And so we, me and my team got together. We started to strategize and we started to realize that there were also companies and organizations on the other end of the foot who offer monetization programs, financing programs. um, And and we're not talking about um, just like the government checks and the um, PPP loans and stuff like that. These are organizations who really have financial income for creatives and entrepreneurs and small business owners, specifically MWBE, minority-owned, women-owned businesses, um, that, that is out there and no one has absolutely no clue about. And so my biggest passion is being able to see um, projects from entrepreneurs get greenlit and have uh, creative financing and financing from resources that they did not know exist um, and bringing those uh, those two parties together. So, what you're going to see um, at the Power Brand Conference is called Beyond the Algorithm. Algorithm. Uh, it is going to be Saturday, September the 17th. Saturday, September the 17th. Um, you are going to see those marketing firms, those monetization experts. Um, oh. You're going to see um, financing companies. You're going to see people who offer services, marketing services, uh, photography services, videography, anything that helps someone to either get clarity for their brand, build their brand from the ground up and get it monetized. Or people are going to be literally be connecting with organizations, angel investors, business finance teams who are li- who literally have money on the table, you know? Um yeah. This is what this conference is about. And our core sponsor is American Express, okay? American Express is literally like giving away. They want to see 8,000, 8,000 creatives and entrepreneurs in the building. Like they are dead serious. Their, Their core goal is to get entrepreneurs and creatives, get them financing, whether it be through what we're, what we're doing through the conference or get them financing with credit cards or get them financing with loans or whatever it is, is that they're saying, hey, how do we need to play a part to make sure that financing is available for these projects?
11: So let me ask you a question. Um, I, I, I know I'm trying to, I'm sorry we have some technical difficulty, but I'm hoping that you all can hear me. And um, so with the creatives, You have some people that say, hey, you know, how do I how do I how am I able to obtain, you know, not just the funding resources or do they have to have a certain type of credit? If they have to have a certain type of business model set up, you know, how does that work, Sherita? Because this is huge. You're talking about eight thousand business owners under one venue. Now, Mm -hmm. now this is going to be where
8: this is going to be at Tower City, Cleveland. So downtown Tower City, Cleveland. We are going to pack that out, not only with vendors, but we are also transforming some of those spaces into an actual conference center, which has never happened before. Yeah, wow. we're really doing it. We're really doing it dope. But um, yes, it is at Tower City Center on September. Okay.
11: Yeah, yeah, this is dope because, again, you don't see this a lot, though. You don't right. see this. This is, uh, this is like next level, like Las Vegas, New yes. York type. And this will be the first of its kind here in Cleveland. I'm assuming. mm -hmm. Okay, so how are people able to register to be a part of this? You know, the business owners and 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 what do you want them to do as they register? You know, to get the word out. What is it that you're going to be doing so they can connect with you to uh to to help? You know, make this thing a success because. To me, it's already a success with what you have, with what you're connecting with it. To have American Express on is dope. So how do people connect?
8: So there are several ways that people can connect. First of all, if you just want to attend the expo, we ask that you register, okay? And so the way that you can register is basically one way, is go to our website, powerbrandexpo.com. There is a link that says free ticket, okay? I actually have physical tickets here. Um, we can come to you if you need a ticket. We have plenty. Okay, we have to get eight thousand people registered because we want to know. And to, American Express wants to know and to see that um, that 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 there's a need. Okay, the second thing you can do is become a vendor. Okay, become a vendor. Vendor spaces are open right now on the website at Power brandexpo.com people can go in select the type of booth they want to get purchase it right then and there lock it in now because uh those spaces are going to go quickly uh also at the end of um today's well yeah so in a couple of days we will actually open up registration for 250 spots only for Uh, people to attend the keynote speeches and also the breakout sessions so you can also uh, get more education. Um, there are also people who just say, hey, I just want to build my brand. So we have packages for the, them as well. You will be able to create, not only create content for your YouTube channel, for your website, um, but you will also be able to have full-on photo shoots. We are going to have photographers and videographers from all across the nation to come down and assist people uh, with that with that uh, process. So yeah, it's literally going to feel like the Vegas of branding and marketing once you walk into Tower City. We
11: can't wait. Well, listen, I want you to stay right there. We'll be right back. Hey, Darvio, I don't know if you had any questions or anything like that um, for our guests, but uh, I man, I think this is amazing. I think this is dope. Yeah, we got to go to break, though. I'll, uh, we'll do it on the other side. We'll do it on the other side. Hey, listen, go subscribe right now to the Jeff Brown Show, on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your uh, your podcast on your favorite listener device. Listen, I'm with my girl, Sherita Carthon, They're making it happen right now. Make sure you guys register in the next few days for the Power Brand Conference and Expo, September 17th. I believe that's the correct date. And listen, we'll be right back with more of my girl, Trita Carthon, making it happen, making dreams become reality. We'll be right back.
3: As a parent, no two days are ever the same.
0: Hey, Georgia. The Cash 3 promotion is back by popular demand. May 30th through June 26th. Yep, 333 players will win $333 just by playing Cash 3. But there's more. When you enter to win, you're automatically entered for a chance to grab as much cash as you can from a pool full of 3 million bucks. We're calling it the Cash Clutch. And it all happens May 30th to June 26th. So play Cash 3 from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly.
9: days, it seems like everybody's talking, but no one is actually listening to the things they're saying. Critical
5: thinking isn't dead, but it's definitely low on oxygen. Join me, Kira Davis, on
9: Just Listen to Yourself every week as we reason through issues big and small, critique our own ideas, and learn to draw our talking points all the way out to their logical
5: conclusions. Subscribe to Just Listen to Yourself with Kira Davis, and FCB radio podcast on Apple, on Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.
11: This is the Jeff Brown Show, and we're back. We're back. Hey, Liz, we're talking with the brand marketing strategist, actually, celebrity brand marketing strategist. I got let me let me correct myself, Shreya. Um, you know, you deal with celebrities. You, you talk to so many people um, outside of the the issue of the algorithm. As seems like everything is is streamed, is on social media. You know. Uh, what are you seeing that the celebrities are seeing, uh, where they want the support of local businesses, small business owners? Where where's the disconnect between the celebrities that you work with and the and the average person who has a has a business that is trying to reach that level? That
8: is that is an amazing question. Um, with celebrities, we sometimes we mistake and think that every single celebrity that we see is are bottled out of control, you know, or or that they have tons of money or that they have made a song and, and they're completely made. And the truth is opposite, right? Because when you're actually connecting with, celebrities and you're actually having real conversations with them there's they are also trying to find creative ways to monetize they're also trying to find creative ways to make money outside of film projects outside of music projects and so this is an ongoing conversation and they are also being heavily affected by not being able to reach their target audience you know I have one celebrity I won't you know mention her name but she was literally uh, her daughter just came out with a product line and she was trying to promote that product line and only got 15 views but she has over uh 600,000 followers that did not get an opportunity to see that content so that would have been had that would have Allowed her daughter to make money. And so now she's, you know, we're having conversations of, okay, what other ways can I monetize? What other ways can I get to my target market? Because the algorithm is kicking me out. And so we think that, just because we're creatives or entrepreneurs that celebrities are not having the same issues and they very much are. And so we have uh celebrities coming down like Lamar Odom, like Braylee uh Evans, you know, we we have uh, contract talks with um Les Brown right now. Just really these are these are people who are well known in the industry who who wholeheartedly support this cause um, because it's a problem all the way around and again i feel like if there is creative financing or there's marketing strategies that are out there that people don't know about that could literally yield to monetization then we need to bring that bring everyone in the same room have a really great conversation and make those connections so it's Going to be so, it's something that can continue not past the conference but for years to come.
11: Wow, uh, Darby, do you have anything you you um, uh, because I know your mind is yeah. twisting and turning, <laughs> yeah? So, um,
1: obviously, we've been having uh quite a few conversations about you know social media and 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 the impact and the algorithms and things like that. Do you believe that uh, the market like using social media as a tool? Is it too saturated now? Is it? Uh, does the algorithms make it, you know, almost impossible, or are there still ways to be able to use social media to uh, promote and monetize? I believe
8: that there's always a place for social media in in the marketplace because it's what people are used to. Um, It is oversaturated to to a very good point, but I would say that if you're consistent and you understand who your target market is, continue to use social media. But now we're looking at opportunities for people to have apps, um, for people to connect um, via text message. The best thing to to be is in your uh, target market's back pocket. We're always on our phone. Um, And so, again, this conference is going to be a way for us to just kind of figure out new and innovative ways outside of social media so that we can continue to connect with our audiences and also make money, because if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense, you know, period.
11: Well, listen, Sherita, you know, all good things must come to an end. But guess what? I'm glad this is not the end. This is only the beginning. Uh, Do me a favor. Drop all your social media handles, your contact information so people can register. Listen, everybody, listen. I need y'all to register today. Don't play around. Expand your business. This is an opportunity for you to grow and take your business to the next level. So Sharita, yeah. drop that, drop that info for us.
8: It is uh powerbrandexpo.com. You, When you go there, the, hit the free ticket. Even if you're going to then hit the free ticket because that is what we need to see to, to let let these finances know that you exist. If you if you need money, if you need marketing help, if you need to build your brand from the bottom up, we won't know unless you're registered. So PowerBrandExpo.com free ticket. If you are a vendor, now we are taking specific type of vendors. We're looking for photographers, videographers, hairstylists, right? Um, barbers, anyone that helps to build your brand, makeup artists, um, t-shirt makers. So if you make t-shirts for other companies, we need you to be a vendor. So it's not your typical um, people who do makeup and you know lip gloss and just candles. We actually need specific type of vendors because you are going to be in direct connection with the audience that needs your help the most.
11: There you have it. Listen, hey, make sure you go register. She just dropped the information. This is my friend, my sister. I mean, this woman is doing some amazing things. She is also instrumental in some things that I'm doing as well uh, in my business and my brand. This woman is amazing what she does. Listen, this is my sister. I'll tap in with Sherita Clark. It is the Power Brand Conference Expo. You do not want to miss this opportunity to change your business structure and to enhance your business. Listen, we'll be right back with more of the Jeff Brown show. Go subscribe right now.
0: Hey, Georgia. The Cash 3 333 promotion is backed by popular demand May 30th through June 26th. Yep, 333 players will win $333 just by playing Cash 3. But there's more. When you enter to win, you're automatically entered for a chance to grab as much cash as you can from a pool full of 3000000 bucks. million. We're calling it the Cash Clutch. And it all happens May 30th to June 26th. So play Cash 3 from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly.
11: This is the Jeff Brown Show. And we're back and we're back. Man, listen, dope show today. Uh, man, it's good. So listen, again, to all the entrepreneurs, business entrepreneurs, please get signed up, get registered for the Power Brand Conference and Expo. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Reach out to sherita Carthon on Facebook, social media, uh, Instagram. Connect with her, please, because you want to be a part of this major major event and um, this is going to be good for businesses it's going to be good for the city and if you're a business owner you need exposure you need to have the exposure outside of what the normality is okay you need something that's going to push your brand this is the brand pushers conference if you want your brand to expand if you want your brand to reach new heights, you want your brand to get the tools and access to the tools that makes it better, this is where you want to be on September 17th, okay? I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. You know, I think that's a good thing, too, for us, too, Darvio, and you're a business owner like myself, man. We we we, we, right. uh, we are indulged in, in different businesses outside of, you know, entertainment, you know, broadcasting, and we know what it takes to run a business. We know what it takes, the pressures of trying to make sure that we beat our monthly budgets, our weekly budgets, Some in most cases, right? And right. you need yeah. that extra push.
1: Yeah, and you can never get too much information. Like, you always want as much information as you can to be able to, uh, to make sure you're staying on top of your game.
11: Yeah, and the other thing about it is they're also going to be giving out some funding and money, man, donating, you know, and investing into small businesses. So, I mean, come on, man. It don't get no better than that. And you got American Express behind it. It don't get no better than that. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I mean, and here's the other part about it. This is a black woman who had a vision and a dream, and we're watching her execute that. This is what she does. So why not support? And I know how how you are, Darvio, about supporting black-owned businesses, the whole nine, man. So I know how you are. I know what how that what that means to you as a business owner. You know what I'm saying? So this is the time for our community to come together, man. Business entrepreneurs, whole nine. Even hey, yeah. even hey, invite it's, it's it's so many business people here in the in the greater Cleveland area. Even if you are not here, if you're in uh 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 Sacramento, California, you want to fly in for that weekend, come on in. This they got a big they got a big event planned that weekend. I'm telling you, it's gonna be life-changing. I don't care where you're listening from. Make sure you be here September 17th. Okay. That's where you yeah. wanna be. So, with that said, I just want to get to a little bit of celebrity news and gossip. They were talking about the Met Gala that just happened several weeks ago. Um, they just they were talking about uh the the Kim Kardashian had wore the iconic dress. That Marilyn Monroe wore, and uh, I believe that was was that for uh, uh, President Kennedy's birthday bash. I believe it was. I I think it was. Huh? Think it was. It was.
1: Either way, it was something. She was out here having a hot girl summer, so it might have been for the (laughs) birthday
11: or something. Whatever it was, (laughs) that's definitely true with that. Well, the designer (laughs) of that dress of the iconic dress uh, recently commented or tweeted that he wished that Kim had not wore the dress because the dress was customized for Marilyn Monroe. She's the only one that could actually bring that dress to life. Said that Kim Kardashian, or anybody for that matter, could not wear the dress and, 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 and bring out the energy of that dress that Marilyn Monroe had when she wore it. So, you know, Kim Kardashian, you know, she said she lost like 16 pounds just to fit the dress. So,
1: yeah, as a matter of fact, that was just while
11: we were, while you yeah, were talking. Yeah, that's about just kind of, that's interesting, you know what I mean? I, well, I mean, I
1: wanted to Google it while you were talking
11: to see what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, 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 definitely Google it. Meanwhile, her no, sister just got married to Travis yeah. Barker.
1: Congratulations to her. But, but
11: uh, Kim, Kim don't look
1: bad in that dress, but hey, it, you know, it is
11: what it is. <laughs> hey, hey, man, listen. You know, at the, at the end of the day, man, you know, the Kardashians are everywhere, man. You know, whether people like them or not, that their brand is strong. You, can, you, you just got to <laughs> give it to them, man. You know, Chris, you know, uh, allegedly pimple, You're Talking about I'm marketing. They're smart marketers. Yeah. Their mother is a genius. Listen, She allegedly pimped out her daughter, allegedly. (laughs) And uh, and that decision made them a household name, man. One one sex tape changed their whole life, man. Changed their whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You ain't getting me, bro. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) saying, man. I mean yeah i'm just saying it did though the the, uh, also man i I gotta i gotta talk about this real quick man before we go this past weekend i mean we're we're i'm at i'm at a a prestigious um shopping um uh what we call it a shopping outdoor mall it's not even a it's just a out it's a uh, what we call that. it's uh uh whatever it's it's a great place to be if you got money you work hard you know middle class upper class um it's a great place to go spend money have dinner yeah I'm at this place um called pinecrest and um, um break i'm break there break. and a fight breaks out at one of the restaurants there called the So you were there when you were there when the fight happened i was oh my goodness I'm in the place, so listen. I'm in the place, and I'm there with uh with with our my uh, former co-host Sassy. Uh, big shout out to her. Also, a uh, big shout out to Mama Lewis, Sassy Mom, who birthday. Uh, just celebrated her birthday uh, as well. Happy um, birthday, Mama Lewis. Yeah, so I'm there with Sassy, my one of my my my, my good uh, brother, my god brother Steve, and and Sassy's sister, and her sister actually had. A grandbaby with her, you know, grandbaby like one years old, two years uh, old or something uh, like that. But anyway, brawl breaks out, scared the baby half to death. I mean, baby just, you know, going crazy and everything. Come to find out that this has been a chain of this. This has been a, a, a problem in Pinecrest. And um, the day before that, which was Friday, it was worse talking to the police officer and the wow. police officer there. And uh, he said, Hey, man, you know, yesterday was worse. I'm like, Yesterday was worse. And so uh, I made a post about this because as a black man, I feel that real quick before we get out of here, that we have to take responsibility for our community. We can't always say, Well, Well, that community, well, what about the other community? You know, white folks doing this, this person doing that. It ain't about that. It's about taking real responsibility when we see wrong in our community. And for me, this is not about race. This is about changing or infecting positive change in a generation that is fearless. They have no respect for authority they have no respect to they don't even have fear of dying
1: yeah yeah
11: they have no fear man and the question is how do we save the generation that is to come and and one of the things i say is that these parents that are the parents of this generation they have to step up and take responsibility and be more involved and hold their kids accountable I know, growing up when I was coming up, Darville real talk. My mother didn't play that. Mine I was didn't a perfect either. Kid. <laughs> but my mother put the fear of God. In me. And even at being being forty two, um, June eighth, thank you. Uh, I still have a reverence for my mother and and a, and, and a reverence for seniors and elders that. Um, that most that that we do not see in our younger generation, mm-hmm. it's it's scary, man. We're seeing this generation rob our elders. They they shooting babies. They doing all kinds of stuff, and we have to figure out how to intervene and grab a hold of this generation. Because, man, if this is what they're doing, and here's the thing: every kid ain't bad. Let me say that. Because we got some good kids that are doing some great things. But we're seeing a lot more of the negative than we're seeing of the good. And we have to stop shunning on the kids that are doing good and stop putting it on the forefront of the kids that are shooting and killing and robbing and stealing. You know, I said, personally, what they should do is take all these badass kids and send them over to Ukraine. That's what I said <laughs> round them up don't even send them to prison don't let the taxpayers pay for that send their ass over there to uh ukraine and since they you know since they since they big and bad send them over there let them be humble let them see what real death looks like maybe that'll (laughs) shape them up but if you don't (laughs) shape up you gotta ship out so I don't know if you had anything you <laughs> want to add to that, Darby, but that's pretty much it. We got yeah. to, see, you know, we want to see better change in our community, man, with our children. Yeah, we gotta,
1: we gotta get these kids, man. I mean, now you and I, we're in the we're we're in the same roughly the same age group, and our generation, we was wild, but these these cats out here now, it's a different breed. There's no, there's no cold, There's no honor. There's no fear. There's no respect, no reverence, nothing like when when you're not afraid to die. That's a dangerous. That's a dangerous person because everybody, most normal people are either afraid to go to jail or afraid to die. One or the. other. And if you're not afraid to go to jail and you're not afraid to die, you ain't afraid of neither one. That's a dangerous person there. So we as a community have got to figure out how we can wrap our arms around these kids and get this under control because it's they. Are we wilding. sending
11: them to Ukraine. <laughs> Ukraine well, needs some help.
1: You know, military military life may not be a bad thing for some of them. <laughs> they yeah, may need they that. Bad asses
11: over there. <laughs> they want to tear up everything. Yeah, that, that'll give them some discipline <laughs> and put them in the military. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, listen, uh, you know, as the show comes to an end, Darby, uh, what did you learn today, man?
1: I learned that you would be the worst drill sergeant ever in the
11: military. <laughs> <laughs> right? I wasn't trained nothing. I'd be sending their ass right over there. Go on. <laughs> Streets trained, y'all. Go on over there. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got hood training. Y'all got. <laughs> you got some final
4: training. <laughs> okay.
11: uh-uh. Well, you know what I learned today? What'd you learn? That if I was a uh, elected official in Congress, that I would put forth a bill to send all the bad kids to Ukraine <laughs> or to any type of war <laughs> to help, to, to help uh, uh, fight the enemy. Help, understood. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't elect me as no official because I'm sending your kids overseas. <laughs> I'm putting the bill. I'm putting the bill on the floor. To hell with it.
1: <laughs>
11: Ain't no sense of letting them terrorize our community. Let them terrorize the Russians. <laughs> I guarantee you, it'll pass too. Hey, bipartisan do you think that support. Man? Bipartisan support, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. For real, man. They should. They should consider that. For real, I ain't just talking about black kids though. I'm talking about any oh, bad yeah, kids. I don't care what your oh, race yeah, is. Oh yeah, I mean, because
1: it ain't just yeah, it ain't just black kids that's out here acting a fool. Yeah,
11: man, send them all over there. Send them, mm-hmm. even you know those those uh, that are you know over here causing ruckus and ain't doing the right thing, ain't trying to do like, send their ass and send them all over there. Send them. <laughs> give them a give him a uniform, get give them a uh a, a, a gun. You know, let <laughs> them go to war, man. Send
1: them. <laughs> Just drop them over. On, on this one, my brother, I
11: think I agree. Yeah, <laughs> man. So listen, y'all. This is been another informative, fun show. Uh listen today. It's dedicated to all our business entrepreneurs and um to our communities, man, that that are experiencing tough times and um that may have lost a loved one. Listen, man, we're praying for you. Keep uh, keep your head up, uh, stay strong, be encouraged. Brighter days are ahead. And to all the kids out there that's terrorizing everybody, uh, I think we're gonna vote to send y'all to Ukraine. So straighten up. <laughs> God bless. We'll talk to you so peace.
4: radio network first class broadcasting
9: worldwide
0: hey georgia the cash Three 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 promotion is backed by popular demand may 30th through june 26th yep 333 players will win 333 dollars just by playing cash 3 but there's more when you enter to win you're automatically entered for a chance to grab as much cash as you can from a pool full of three million bucks we're calling it The Cash Clutch. And it all happens May 30th to June 26th. So play Cash 3 from the Georgia Lottery. Play responsibly.
2: Audio Hub Preview Get inspired Monday and Friday right here on your favorite inspirational show. And don't forget about that Friday praise break. Get inspired through encouraging words, special guests, and the inspirational moment where you, the listener, get a chance to be on air.
3: This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time.
0: Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so.